Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Today, the calls for Ilan Omar to be expelled from Congress grow louder after she pledges allegiance to, turns out, the wrong country. It's not America. Spoiler alert. It's not America. We will get into that. Also, the veteran who was the only one who had the balls to destroy the satanic statue in the Iowa Capitol was charged with a hate crime. We've got much more madness. You think that it only gets that bad. No, we've got a lot more madness to get into. But first, the plot thickens in Biden's border crisis. Late yesterday evening, after a 15-hour meeting, the House Homeland Security Committee voted along party lines to advance two articles of impeachment against DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. One alleges Mayorkas has quote, willfully and systemically refused to comply with federal immigration laws, end quote. And the other says Mayorkas breached the public trust by making false statements, knowingly obstructed lawful oversight of the Department of Homeland Security and made false statements to Congress. Remember, the border is secure. That's exactly what Mayorkas told us over and over and over again. In fact, it wasn't just Mayorkas. It was all Democrat leadership. The last three years has been an entire gaslighting campaign to make you think you were the crazy one for suggesting that there were massive amounts of illegal unvetted strangers that you were watching on video just pouring into the interior of the country. It is my testimony that the border is secure. The president have worked very hard to implement a strategy when it comes to the border that is humane, safe, and, and has orderly enforcement. Things are going at the border, sir. Much better, than, much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> we have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have responded with a model approach that has proven to work. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. We are solving the flow at the border. The border is secure. They sit there or stand there, look directly into the camera and just lie, just lie, knowing that they're lying and they sleep like a baby at night. And in a just world, all of those people that you just saw would be impeached and tried for treason, especially the dementia patient in chief himself, who after years of repeating the mantra you just heard him say, the border is secure, the border is safe, the border is orderly, we're enforcing laws at the border. He keeps repeating that mantra that you heard, but now, now he is admitting there is in fact a problem. Gaslighting of epic proportions. Uh, House floor debate and vote to impeach Mayorkas could happen as early as next week. And if successful, it would be the first time a cabinet secretary has been impeached since 1876. However, don't hold your breath. All right. It's going to need to get through the Senate, which is obviously highly unlikely because of the makeup 
of the Senate. But listen, go ahead, put every single member of Congress on the record, on the record that will go down in history. They can never dispute it. They can never change it. They can never go back and say, that's not true. I didn't vote against the safety and security of this country. Let these elected representatives go back to their districts, explain to their constituents, look them in the eyes and explain to them why they would pass on the opportunity to advance the safety and security of their own community. Because here's the thing. This vote will send a message. Are open borders a Democrat policy or are you going to hang this all on my orcas? Is the record amount of fentanyl pouring across our southern border and killing Americans in record numbers? Is that a Democrat policy or is it my orcas? Is America's participation in the booming human trafficking industry in which women and children are getting raped multiple times along the way? Is that the new Democrat policy or is that just my orcas? So I would encourage Democrats to uh, choose wisely because America is watching. I want to welcome to the show John Doyle, political commentator and host of Heck Off Commie, uh, along with the one and only Chad Prather. America's favorite cowboy, host of the Chad Prather Show, my best friend. You are also one of my good friends, John. I feel like I'm leaving you out here. Uh, It it was a bit rude, too, I think, (laughs) the way that that was presented. But that's okay. Uh, You know, the first episode I did on News and Why, I gave you a hard time. Yeah, you did. So here, I guess I'll get a hard time. That's fine. I don't know why I called you a political commentator, either. No, I'm a, I think properly, I'm a Somali American expert, which I will get in. Yeah, yeah, we we will will get into that that later on. I I am glad to have the Somali American expert on uh, in John Doyle. I'm also very happy that you're back. I'm glad to be here. You've been sorely missed. I feel like I've stepped into the salon. (laughs) You're like a pink lady in here. I love this thing. These, I can tell you, there are certain people you will never have as guests with these narrow ass chairs in here. (laughs) Chris Christie will never sit at this table that's for sure Chris Christie will never be invited at this show I'm gonna send him an email and tell him you want (laughs) it no you're not um all right I want to get the uh I want to get your take on all of this border madness I of course am cynical that nothing's gonna happen no one's gonna get impeached if they were gonna impeach him they had reason to impeach him years ago same with Joe Biden I don't hold out hope but I would like to get everyone on the record and I want to get your thoughts on that but I want to play for you you know I mentioned that this was a 15-hour committee meeting which just sounds awful first of all Um, but uh, I want to play Democrat Robert Garcia displaying this Trump ideas presentation and uh, talking about how Donald Trump wanted to corral the border situation watch. I want to remind the public that Donald Trump and House Republicans also have their own ideas for the border. So let's review the majority's border ideas that they've actually presented. Here they are. Donald (laughs) Trump actually has said that he wants to build alligator moats along the border. That's one of his incredible ideas. Another idea that Donald Trump has promoted is he actually wants to electrify the border this fence and maybe great. even put some spikes <laughs> on the border. That's another Donald Trump and MAGA majority border idea. Another idea, Where's the problem? which I'm not sure how, how well it would go, is he wants to actually bomb northern Mexico with missiles. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's another Trump idea. Absolutely. And finally, I think one of the ones that I think um, is the most grotesque is suggestions that instead we should maybe just shoot migrants in the legs as they cross the border. So once again, the Donald Trump and MAGA plan is alligator moats, bombing Northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. That is the Donald Trump border plan. I am so in. 
You know, I am like all in. Let's go. Let's go. I've never been more excited to vote for Donald Trump than listening to that right now. Let's go <laughs> right now. Bring the alligators, build the moat, get electrified on the fence. Like who, of, who would be crossing that border? Who? Isn't it amazing how humorless these people are? Like if you say <laughs> like, come on. But every one of those things, while effective solutions would be worthless if everyone just avoided the border. Like, you right. won't get eaten by an alligator exactly. if you don't get in the river. Right. Just like razor wire, which, by the way, is sharp, unlike Joe Biden. If you don't tangle in the wire, it won't cut you or kill you. If you don't try to climb over the buoy that's trying to stop you from crossing the river, it actually won't hurt you. Mm-hmm. But again, they which don't is, stop, do they? Which is exactly the point. Yeah. That's exactly the point. Deterrent. Yes, exactly. That you, you can either put out deterrence or you can put out what they used to call magnets. Listen, if you come in my house in the middle of the night unwelcome, I'm not going to shoot you in the leg. Mm, right. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I'm going to shoot you in the head, the chest, whatever it takes yeah. as many times as I can. Because you knowing that is a deterrent. I have walls. When you come through them, yeah, there is a threat to your life. Yeah, I don't have a moat or alligators, but I do have Yet, a pretty good shot. He also, he didn't debunk that those things would be effective. Like, he, he just said them as if they're supposed to scare us off, but he never said. And also, they wouldn't even work in the first place. And it's one of those things where they're going to literally, in U.S. government hearings, say that we are these terrible things anyway, so we may as well just do it. Like, and they're going to write the history books that Trump was trying to get alligators and turrets. Just do it. Make America great again. Do what has to be done, because if you lose, they're going to write the books to say that anyways. Yeah, so uh, Speaker Mike Johnson came out in support of this, uh, the resolution to impeach Mayorkas. He said, since the moment he was confirmed, Secretary Mayorkas has willfully and consistently refused to comply with federal immigration laws, fueling the worst border catastrophe in American history. He has undermined public trust through multiple false statements to Congress, obstructed lawful oversight of the Department of Homeland Security, and violated his oath of office. And then he went on to commend the House Homeland Security Committee. So obviously this has uh, the speaker's full endorsement here, which I think is important when you're talking about different votes that could be in play, because the article that I was reading uh, appeared to say that even within the GOP, because we have such tight margins and because they were unsure of certain uh, members' votes, that they still were not sure that even like just within the GOP that they could get this passed on the floor, which I find to be absolutely despicable. What are what are you people here for if not to do what your constituents want? Do you think that your constituents want this? Hell, even Democrat communities, Chicago, New York City, even Democrat communities are saying, get these people the hell out of here. We can't even send our kids to school. We can't send our kids to school because you're housing illegal immigrants in our kids' school. What the hell are we paying taxes for? For their school, for you to tell us that illegal children are more important than American children. I'm sorry. That's just not going to fly with Americans, even Democrats, I think. But I want to play for you guys a clip from Joe Biden, who, again, he goes from saying the border is secure for years and years and years to now saying the border is broken. And we've all known it's been broken for 10 years. Well, where was that energy three years ago, buddy? Because you certainly haven't done anything to actually help close it. Um, but now he is saying he wants to help. OK, he wa- he really wants to help. He wants to fix it. But he can't because he just needs more power. Watch. Have you done everything? 
Is there more you could do after the split? You got all I can do. Just give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got in office. Give me the border patrol. Give me the people, give me the people, the judges. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know who wants to tell him. But uh, he does already have the power. And by the way, Joe, I'll make it really easy for you in United States legal code. Uh, 212F is the presidential authority to restrict entry. 235B1 is expedited removal. Uh, 236A is discretionary detention authority. And 236C is mandatory detention. So it seems to me like he has all of these powers already. Um, but it's also fascinating to hear this man say he needs more power as if he hasn't unilateral, unilaterally already overstepped his bounds. He isn't defying a Supreme Court decision to, you know, uh, forgive all of this student loan debt. He isn't already over he hasn't already uh, overstepped his bounds on all of the executive uh, authority that he has given himself all of these executive orders that he signed and now all of a sudden he's like I, I just need to be in charge of the someone put me in charge of the country and I will help fix things like who wants to tell this man he already is you have to wonder if his advisors are telling him that he is not actually president and he doesn't actually have those powers. <laughs> you have to wonder if he actually believes what he's saying to these reporters because he's not there. And that's kind of the beauty of the Biden administration where you've got a guy who doesn't actually have the capability to have a worldview anymore. And so it allows the administration and the swamp to completely control his administration. Where somebody like Obama, that guy is an ideologue. He has a way that he wants things done. And I'm sure he understands how the game is played when you're in D.C. But he still had a little bit more leverage than somebody like Joe Biden, which actually, in my opinion, is why they were leaking those stories to the press, whether it's the guy who died uh, at his property or there were rumors of like his homosexual affairs. I yeah. think they were leaking those stories to the press to let him know, hey, back off, don't run Michelle, because they want Biden to stay in office because then they can do whatever they want on a, like without having to worry about any sort of obstacle. That is a great point. Thank you. Well, you got to remember Obama. Obama knew the authority he had. He had a phone and a pen, right? He would remind everybody quite often. Yeah, Joe would. Biden, on the day he took office, signed an executive order, one of the 37, I think it was, that he signed saying we're now going to end the emergency protocol that's happening at the southern border. So if he had the power to end it, then it's certainly he knows he's got the power to reinstate it. They, this is political games. I, I don't know. You know. The problem, this is a perfect example of how the government never creates anything. The government does nothing. They don't innovate. They don't create. They don't, there's nothing new about the government. So consequently, because they do business that way, they're not doing business at all. You know, if a private company were doing something like this and were neglecting the their job the way that this administration is, you would fire the CEO. We never fire anybody in the government. They just keep coming back. Nobody gets impeached. Nobody is held responsible for the consequences. And not only are they deceitful, as we saw in the montage earlier, but they're neglectful as well. And it's interesting. James Madison said that neglect is actually an, an impeachable offense. So the fact that they're not being held accountable, I, I, you know, I keep saying the electrified fence and the landmines and the motion sensors and the alligators and the lions and the tigers and bears, oh my, all of that aside, 
We'd be better off just hiring private security at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Put contractors down there and let them be held accountable and pay them. I think it'd be cheaper than the government bureaucracy with all the red tape down there trying to secure the border. They're not going to do it. But Joe Biden knows he could shut it down in an instant. It's been proven when there's events down on the border. All they do is say, OK, we're shutting it down today. I mean, the, the, that man, it's incredible to me. That man stands there and says, A, I don't have the power and B, give me more money. Well, it's strange because Donald Trump wanted, what, eight, 12 uh, billion Why not? To, to, to build the wall. And Congress didn't want to give it to him. Now, we've already surpassed that by far, sending money to Ukraine so Ukraine can defend their own borders. But Congress didn't want to give Donald Trump the money to build the wall. What else did they do? Well, to your point, Chad, Joe Biden went in there on day one and touted the fact that he was going to, with the wave of his magic pen, undo all of what Donald Trump did. It didn't matter if the policy was good. He just wanted to undo it. And so what else did you see? You saw materials that taxpayers had already paid for at the border sitting there rotting because Joe Biden insisted on all of the workers to scrap it and not touch it. And so not only did he not do anything, he also wasted our money that we had already spent on the materials just to prove the point that he wasn't going to do what Donald Trump's policy was. More neglect. And and then and then to stand there and say I, yeah, we've all known the border's broken. Uh, Just give me more power. Give me more money and more power and I'll fix your problem. But Joe, isn't that the whole problem entirely is that you guys have entirely too much money and entirely too much power. And that's why we are in the predicament that we're in. And that's why the federal government is suing the state of Texas for defending their own freaking border. It's, it's, it's almost like the legacy of Woodrow Wilson just keeps on rearing its ugly head. The guy that wanted to expand executive powers because, you know, Woodrow Wilson saw the presidency as something that should be run more like a British prime minister. And so every time you have these guys get in office, that's the whole deal. Expand executive power, expand executive power. Well, it's so far beyond Mm -hmm. where it should be at this stage in the game now that it's ridiculous to ask for more. Right. Scary. Yeah, it is. Um, All right. Yeah. By the way, Joe, we're all suffering from Bidenomics, so we don't have any more money to give you. Um, All right. When we come back, I want to talk about um, I really want to get the expertise and insight from our Somali American (laughs) expert, John Doyle here. Um, But uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So for those of you who are, you know, maybe you have reached the age where things hurt. Maybe you have arthritis or knee pain, neck pain, elbow pain, whatever the case may be. Um, I understand, first of all, because I was in a car accident a very long time ago that rendered me with a bunch of like protruding herniated discs in my neck, which as it turns out, doesn't feel great. But what I have found is that Relief Factor, it is an all-natural anti-inflammatory, very, very powerful. Uh, It actually helps. And if you can get out of pain or even reduce your pain greatly, it can be life-changing. So I would encourage you, if you are one of millions of Americans who are living in constant pain, try Relief Factor. It works for the overwhelming majority of the people who try it. So they tell you this. They have a three-week quick start pack, okay? Go to relieffactor.com, order that three-week quick start, and if it doesn't work, Within that three weeks, it somehow won't work for you. But they do have a guarantee, so you have nothing to lose except your pain. And 70% of the people who order that three-week quick start go on to keep buying it. It's working for that many people. It's worked for many of us here at Blaze. I would encourage you guys, if you're in pain, it is worth the shot. Go to relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start over at relieffactor.com.
Representative Ilan Omar of uh, Minnesota. Love her. Yes. Member of the squad, beloved member of the squad, is now facing calls for expulsion from Congress after uh, stating she advocates for her homeland, which is, of course, Somalia, while serving in the U.S. Congress. Now, the comments were made during an event celebrating the reelection of the president of the Puntland state of Somalia. And just to give some context here, uh, there have been recent tensions between Ethiopia and Somalia over Somaliland, um, which she mentions that are in connection with her statements because Somalia rejected an agreement where Ethiopia would recognize Somaliland's independence in exchange for access to the coastline. So I want to play a little clip of Ilan Omar talking about Somalia as, quote, our nation back home. In 2016, it's election cycle, and you guys have the ability to make an impact on where our nation is headed, not only here in the United States, but even in our nation back home. Now, we played, uh, we played some of the clip that is now going viral as well, where she is, you know, talking about, first of all, Wow, that translation is very hard to read because she speaks very fast in her native tongue. But uh, she's talking about how, you know, she's prioritizing Somalia's interests in Congress. Uh, She's promising to protect Somalia and prevent it from being in danger. She's using her, her spot in Congress to advocate for another country. And so there are many Republican politicians who are calling for her expulsion, denaturalization and deportation, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Donald Trump Jr. has said the same thing. And I think when Donald Trump Jr. and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis can agree on something, it's definitely the right way to go. Um, But she has also been called a terrorist sympathizer. I mean, all of that aside, let's talk about the uh, Somali Uh, flag proposal. So the Minnesota new flag that they just recently brought out, it resembles, here it is, it very much resembles, they changed the flag to resemble Somalia's flag. They are literally trying to change Minnesota into Somaliland. And the sad thing is, Republicans will expel George Santos For God knows what, I don't know, because they haven't proven that he's done anything wrong yet. They were still in the middle of some sort of investigation, some biased investigation. And Republicans are like, oh, we can't have that within our ranks. We need to expel, get rid of him. Now we're talking about these narrow margins that we have that we might not even be able to impeach Mayorkas. So Republicans are like, oh, we're holier than thou. We got to expel our own. And there is no freaking way they're going to vote to expel Ilan Omar because they're too scared of being called racist and xenophobic, even though they know damn well that there is no member of Congress that it should be tolerated that they go out there and literally tell people that they are prioritizing another country's interests over America. There's no way. There's no way that would fly if it was a white person. Absolutely no way. And because the color of her skin is brown, now she can go out and brag to everyone that she is literally advocating for another country on top of America and nothing is going to happen. Nothing will happen to her. Nothing. Somalia expert. You know, I'm going to be honest. I just sort of 
gave myself that title because I didn't think I would really have to elaborate. And then I found out that my fellow panelists had actually been to Somalia. And so I do feel a little upstaged, but I'll give it my best shot. Um, The word she used there, nation, is a very particular word. It's different than country. It actually implies like, like a lineage and people. And so she views herself not to really be an American, obviously, but she views herself as sort of like a colonist. I mean, she is here and a lot of these immigrants do that. They view themselves as what Uh, Theodore Roosevelt described to be a hyphenated American. You know, they don't really view themselves as fully American. They really view themselves as Somalians, as whatever. And then they live in America and they maybe use whatever influence they can acquire in America to help the homeland back home. Uh, A lot of immigrants do this because they want to come to America and work and then they send money back home through remittance payments or they're Ilhan Omar and they want to come to America, accumulate some political power and then advocate ultimately in the interest of the country of Somalia. And you know that their true allegiance is with the home country because If Ilhan Omar found out that we were going to pass legislation to cut off foreign aid to Somalia, well, all of a sudden she wouldn't exactly be so patriotic. And a lot of other people do this as well. And depending on which political circle you're in, uh, you'll have a problem with Chuck Schumer getting up there and telling AIPAC that he's going to continue to advocate on behalf of Israeli interests. Or if you're Ilhan Omar, um, you're going to get up there and say you're going to advocate on behalf of Somali interests. A lot of Hispanic congressmen do this. And so it seems to be at a state where you've got this big American empire and everybody wants to come in and plant their flag and try to a siphon from the nest egg that is accumulated because of the American taxpayer and use that to dispense patronage back home. And that's why throughout this country's political history in the last hundred years, the label that gets you picked on the most, and that's what conservatives are so afraid of is being called mean by people that hate them, is simply saying, hey, I want to put America first. That's racist. That's anti-Semitic. That's evil. No, 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 no. It's just I want American government to be a vehicle to advocate for the interests of the American people. Every other country on the face of the planet has that right. And it's actually more offensive to say that we shouldn't have that right than to say that it is that we should have that right in the first place. Yeah. I mean, imagine being someone who is a refugee, like you fled your home country and this country outstretched its arms and brought you in and lifted you up to the point where you have become a congresswoman, right? You have become a congresswoman and you still spit in the face of America, clearly hate America, take for granted everything that America has given you and provided for you. And you still, it's not even that. Then you brag in front of everyone. You stand up on a platform and brag about the fact that you still hate America and would rather advocate for the country that you fled. There's a lot I want to say about this. Uh, I think her towel's on too tight, first of all. (laughs) But the next thing... Is that what it is? Well, it's part of the problem. Okay. The, The... I said this a couple of weeks ago on X. I said the most privileged class of people in America today are black women with power or money. Mm. Okay. You can't say anything about them being black because that's racist. You can't say anything about being women because that's misogynist. Well, I'll add one more. If you're from another country, apparently, because now you can, you can also be called a xenophobe. Well, I'm, I'm not any of those things. I'm just intolerant. Okay, so when it comes to something like this, let me ask you a question. What if she stood up there and she was an immigrant from Russia Mm -hmm. or China and she was saying, I'm here to protect Chinese interests from within Congress or Russia or name your North Korea, whoever. Iran, you would say this is a spy. Yes. Now, nobody's worried about Somalia. They're not a superpower out there that's coming from, you know, America's national defense. So we just kind of brush it under the rug. But for her to stand up there and say, I am a Somalian first, 
a Muslim second, and I'm here to protect Somali interest from within this institution, you got to you getting voted off the island. Right. Because it's it's time to go home. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And the flag thing, people will push back and say, nah, that was a promoted thing that was voted on and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you let me know when it goes away. Mm-hmm. Because I got a feeling that the Somali population and anybody in downtown Minneapolis will prove that I'm right. Just send your little comments in. Yeah. Uh, it, they're here to stay. And thanks, Obama, by the way. Well, it's also interesting, too, to talk about the... Uh, look, there's 86,610 Somali Americans, which just drives me bonkers that we even use this term. Sorry, Somali American expert. It's like <laughs> you're either an American or you're not. You Sorry. don't have to have something in front of that. Are you Somali? Then you're not American. I learned that it was actually Somali American. The term that I had been using prior, which I was corrected by one of these people, uh, was Somalian American. And they were like, um, actually, it's not Somalian American. It's Somali American. I was like, why are you telling me how to speak? my language what are you saying what are you saying this different like somalian was, yeah i was saying Somali. somalian and they were like actually uh, it's somali i was like you don't get to decide that <laughs> like huh. you are a guest frankly and like you don't get to tell me how to speak my language um i like i'm honestly i regret that we taught it to you because yeah. maybe you're in the yeah. place otherwise these days they're called minnesotans <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. so uh, 37,048 residents of Minnesota were born in Somalia and Minnesota has a total population of 5.7 million people. Yet we've got to change the flag. We've got to do all of these, uh, you know, uh, all of this gymnastics to please the 86,610 people, which really I would say 37,000 who were actually born there. And now we've got to flip the entire state upside down because you don't, again, you don't want to be called xenophobic or a racist because that would be the worst thing in the world. So instead, we'll just give our country away to a bunch of entitled, uh, spoiled refugees and illegal immigrants. Sounds great, guys. All right. When we come back, I want to talk about the veteran who ripped down the satanic shrine over in Iowa and the charges that he faced when we return. The supporters of this group say if there could be a Christmas tree here in the Capitol, then they can display this put on by the Iowa Satanic Temple. We're going to really relish the opportunity to be represented in a public forum. We don't have a church on every street corner. Lucian Greaves, co-founder of the Satanic Temple, says this satanic display is a symbol for their right of religious freedom. He says if you don't like it, don't look at it. My feeling is, is that if people don't like our displays in public forums, they don't have to engage with them. They don't have to view them. It's a very dark, evil force. Mm, that it is. In fact, so dark that the ending of that story was former military officer and congressional candidate Michael Cassidy uh, has now been charged with a hate crime for pushing over the statue, which resulted in, I'm sorry to say, the demon's head falling off which he subsequently picked up and threw in the garbage. So this is felony third degree, uh, felony criminal mischief. And in the charges, they cited a violation of individuals' rights under Iowa's hate crime statute. Now they say evidence suggests Cassidy destroyed the statue due to the victim's religion, which, again, I fail to see the victim here. 
uh, is the victim the statue? The victim is the person who created this beautiful statue that nobody wanted. Uh, And this the estimated cost to replace the statue, they say, is between seven hundred and fifty dollars and fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. A very, very important statue. Dark gods are cheap these days. They are. They are. Uh, They are bought and paid for very easily, as it turns out. Now, he does have a Give, Send, Go campaign that has raised uh, over $105,000 for his legal defense. Um, But it is, it gets very overwhelming at times to cheer on these people who are the ones who are standing up for, you know, what everyone else, what we all think, and no one else is brave enough to do it. And then to see, I mean, This guy, the pro-life protesters, uh, all of these people, if you actually stand up for traditional American values, if you actually stand up for that within the, you know, the Biden regime, the Biden days, the Biden era, you too might go to prison. You too could be overly charged with a hate crime. You too could face charges under the FACE Act because you are peacefully protesting people, women ripping apart their children in the womb. And it's just very depressing because it's like, well, they finally stood up and did something. And what are the things that they get? They get thrown into prison. Who the hell is going to stand up next time? So I'm curious to see your thoughts, guys, because I know this was a this was kind of a, an argument a back and forth on uh, social media that there were some people who call themselves conservative who were just like, well, we have to respect the rights of Satanists to practice their religion, too. It's not a religion. It's not a religion. If you go to their website, they say they do not worship the devil. They list all of these other things that it's meant to represent, but it is not an actual true religion. So what religion is there to respect when they themselves say that they don't worship the devil? Yeah, Republicans should take notes and then if they ever decide to use their power, they should remove that classification from whatever's protected under the religious exercise. And even then, I mean, honestly, hate crimes, I'm pretty sure there's a good tradition of conservatives like opposing that as a classification because that seems to be something that was invented just for the left to like target conservatives for being like normal people. Like if if you're going to assault somebody, go to jail for assaulting somebody. Like there shouldn't be an extra thing. Well, maybe you were a bigot or something. And, And that seems to be a way for the left to take a guy getting into a bar fight and then because well he was white and the other guy's black now he has to go to jail for 10 more years or something because of some perceived bigotry so that should be removed but also um like you said i mean there's no classification for this because even they themselves want to reject the idea of a god and so they say well it's not really a religion it's just this obscure metaphor that we're doing but then they want to take the benefit of it being a religion and use it to target uh, a normal american patriot who is deciding that he's not going to see his state capital become a shrine to something that is so unholy and that the founding fathers would have regarded is unholy and unpermittable as well. Yeah, I agree. Poor Baphomet. Our demons' heads are falling off. They just don't make them like they used to. I want to know China. what determines... I mean, I, we live in a country now where you can't even hate Satan. Right. This is me off. I want to know, though, what determines a religion. Like, how do, you're doing a religion expression. He said himself, they don't have churches on every corner. So how? what determines you as a religion? I mean, can we have a church of pedophilia? Can we have a church of rape? I mean, if that's the way I find God, is that can I have those things? Do I just get to determine the practices that I do in order to have 
So, again, they base it as a religion because, again, Satan is a biblical concept. It, and so you have, if you're going to say, well, biblical, let's go back to the Bible. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So it sounds like something that Satan would be okay with. Let's just tear it down. Mm-hmm. He likes to destroy, so let's just knock it on the ground. Elijah did that in the Old Testament, said, you know, cut yourselves a little more. Whip it up into a frenzy. Your gods aren't showing up. So, you know, let's have a little showdown and see whose spiritual battle wins. Yeah, I so I want to go back to the hate crime aspect of this for a second, because I, I do I agree with the I do you think do, I, I heard John's opinion. Do you think that there should be a thing as such as a hate crime? Like, no. I, I don't think that there should be at all. I think that no. it's completely ridiculous. If you're going to commit crime, okay. you already have committed the act of hate. Right. Every every crime could be considered a hate crime. If I hit you. That's assault. If right. I kill you, that's murder or manslaughter. So right. that, that's not hate crime. Right. I say you're ugly. That, that is a hate That crime. might be, that's just my subjectivity. That's, that's my opinion. I, that's hate Most crime. of the world would disagree with me, to be fair, Sarah. Well, but I'm just saying, so, so I agree that there shouldn't even that's be. That's not hate. Right, exactly. There should, but I agree that there shouldn't be uh, a hate crime anything. That should just be completely, right. completely eliminated as a category. However... If we are going to have a hate crime category, they've weaponized it against us. Why are we not weaponizing it against them? How come I see every damn day now when I'm on social media, I see a video of a bunch of black teenagers chasing down white boys and beating the shit out of them. In some cases, they die. How come I see that all the time and nobody wants to mention the idea of a hate crime when it's black people chasing down white kids and killing them? How come we can't, as conservatives, say, fine, we'll play by the same rules as you. If you want to call things a hate crime when there's two different colors of skin, let's go. Let's play. And then... Only then will the left finally realize that the idea of a hate crime maybe isn't such a good idea after all. Well, you, I appreciate your analysis. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. You failed to take into account, though, that the reason that happens is because we have not, over a four-year period, increased spending per pupil by 10%. If we only did that in these public school districts, that behavior would not happen, and all of that would go away. And we wouldn't even need to have these conversations, which honestly seem racially charged. I know you're a woman of color, but it, it seems racially charged. What color? I talk. She loves using the brown emoji when you it like triggers go. Triggers John so she much. She loves making really a point do. when she's using an emoji to use like the brown one and, and I do be a POC. I do every once uh, in a while. I will use the the totally so, black one just to confuse people. Um, to, to your to your point, it's not going to happen because the liberal progressive troll rereads out there on social media are going to cry more and they're just going to keep on doing it. We, we're mature enough to have thick skin to go, yeah, it doesn't really bother me that you call me a cracker and you want me to die today along with my orange God. But none of this, Sarah, would be happening if everybody were vaccinated. So let's bring it all back to what the real problem is, okay? Because you should be about nine boosters in. I don't care what color Uh melanin you express publicly. That's the problem. I am way behind. Mm. In fact, I need to go and they can just give me all nine all at once. And then I can see what happens to not that anything would happen. That Those are totally safe and effective. And I highly encourage everyone to <laughs> never get one. Uh, all right. We've got to uh, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We often talk about the left uh, wanting to take control over our children. And, you know, 
we've heard Corinne uh, Jean Pierre even say that well, there are they're all of our children. They're all of our children, but they've become so blatant. I want to play for you guys a Rhode Island school board member. This is Deborah Lukaxo. She is with North Kingstown School District, and I want to play her during a meeting talking about the school should not, she says, should not tell the parents if the if the child is displaying any signs of what she calls gender nonconforming behavior. And I want you to pay very close attention to her word choice because it's very, very intentional what these people want. Watch. I'd like to point out um, on the parental right to information, um, I don't think parents should be notified simply because society assumes that every child has a well-meaning family culture that is accepting of this. Sometimes the worst thing you can do is involve a parent in some of these issues based on their own beliefs and their own culture. And that will cause that student to commit suicide. If you mm. tell a student who's trusted you, who has come out to say that I'm a lesbian, and you now go back and tell the parent that child has no faith in that school system ever again and will never come forward with any information. And his second recommendation, or the third recommendation, or where is it here that they should have documentation from their parent or their, uh -huh. their physician or their mm -hmm. guidance counselor, I can tell you for a fact as a medical provider, I would never have provided that documentation to the school because it does appear that now you're segregating out this child and you're, um, you're, compare, you're trying to say that this is a disability. This is who they are. And this is not like to set up even an, uh, an IEP for them or anything. You're now saying that what you're doing has a stigma to it and it's wrong. Look at what the disabled students go through. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. This woman should never work around another child. This bitch deserves to lose her position immediately. Immediately. She is outwardly saying she does not respect parents' religion. She does not respect parents' culture. She does not respect parents' values if they do not align with wokeism. And they could not be more clear that they are full on embracing Karl Marx himself. This is straight out of the book of Karl Marx. The community owns your children. That's why he advocated for the state to educate them so that we could make sure we have some control over your children. We don't want you as a parent to feel empowered to actually parent your own God-given children. We will take that burden off of you. And you know what? We'll teach them exactly what we want them to know. We'll teach them. We're not going to teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic, but we will teach them all of the different gender identities. So don't worry. This is so sick that these people want to blame the 
committing suicide on notifying a parent? How about the confusion that it would cause a child to tell a school something and not tell their parent? Do you think that increases some emotional turmoil within a child? Do you think that causes some mental issues knowing that they are hiding something from their parents? And I know you you two know this, but how about the statistics that show that you can affirm all you want? You can chop off whatever body parts you want. It doesn't help them. It does not change the, t- the statistics that show that they are still more likely to commit suicide, to be depressed, to be on men- mood stabilizers and mental, uh, prescript- mental health prescriptions. This is not helping them. But you know what? Maybe that's not what it's about in the first place. Yeah, I think the the baseline suicide rate attempt uh, in the normal population is like half a percent. And in that community, it's 41 percent. And they claim that as you go through the affirmations or whatever, it goes down. That's not true. Uh, All the studies that they have for that are faulty. The methodology is wrong. People have debunked it. But for some reason, this talking point just still uh, circulates that the best thing, because all the medical experts say so, is to affirm these children in these patterns of behavior. Uh, And that's absolutely not true. And especially to these are not things that are reversible. When you halt the cycle of puberty, they say it's reversible. No, it's, it's not. not. If you look at children who have gone through those things and they try to reverse it afterwards, they end up looking uh, very, we'll say, ill-developed. Or if they go th- to the point, which is the goal of the the transition, starting with social transition, the puberty blockers, whatever, eventually to get the surgery, that's irreversible. And you can read the horror stories. I mean, people, that's the last thing. There's no going back. I mean, you sacrifice your body to achieve this sense of purpose and identity is taught to you by these people who are supposed to be in positions of nurturance and guidance. And instead they lead you towards something that's completely destructive and it doesn't get better from there. And these people literally hit a dead end and it's nothing but despair and despondency. Thank God some of them are able to come back from it, but many of them are not. You cuss a lot and I've missed it. Um, why do these women always look like they're married to Magic Max and they live in the stump of a tree and they're down there making a witch's brew and they're going, oh, hello, Sally, my pretty, don't you want to be a boy? These people are weird, right? It's the role of the parent, the fundamental role of a parent to to teach a child who they are, the identity development, teach them where they came from, where they're going in life. When that's missing, there's a lot of problems uh, in a child, but I don't know who the these people think they are to step in at a child five, six, seven, eight years of age and say, okay, we're going to eradicate everything your parents have taught you and ingrained in you. And now we're going to control who you are and we're going to teach you who you are. And if you, you know, slip up or say something or have a mannerism of a certain way, then we're going to, you know, label you as dealing with this, whatever they want to call it. I call it a dysphoria. And the kid's not dealing with that. At all. But now we're going to withhold it from the parents. So you're right. It is a Marxist ideology. It is. It goes back to the Bolsheviks taking over in Russia in 1917. They take the kids out of the home, put them in communist schools because they want to raise good communists. This is just more of that. And the fact that these people are bold enough to continue saying this out loud is a travesty. Yeah. We let them get away with it. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I know we got to I know we got to go to break here, but uh, I, I actually pay attention to who's around my children. So I don't think this would ever happen to them. But um, God help the first person who tries to tell my kid that they can keep a secret from me. You will never find that body. You uh, will never find that body. Somebody do it. I want some hate crimes up in here. <laughs> we'll be right back.
already off of YouTube, so uh, let's finish with a bang here in New York. Records are broken once again as Camden Schreiner, who goes by the name Sadie, has now dominated the girls in track and field. Oh, two more records. Wow. Congratulations to uh, Camden beating all of the girls. Watch. Yeah, here he goes. He's starting out second. And then uh, shockingly, you guys are going to be shocked to hear that he took the lead and smashed these records. I don't know why. I mean, could be because he's actually a male and has more muscle mass in his legs, but that would be very, very transphobic of me to say. Yeah. Very transphobic. Yeah, we got 30 seconds. Go ahead. Listen, he, that dude probably could win in under 12 categories in the Special Olympics, Paralympics, all that kind of stuff. It's not a record. You, you, but see, it's going to make records not count anymore. It's just like when Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs in 2001, but he was all juiced up. And then Aaron Judge comes and actually beats the record in 2022, does it right. Nobody talks about it. What kind of a little bitch do you have to be to be like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna dress up as a girl and then go beat the girls at their sport. Big bitch. Like you might as well chop off your balls. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.